guys, Evan from Jimaware. We're really happy to be supporting Coach Tomato's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Jimaware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Jimaware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for listing within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you wanna learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach DeMayo's podcast, Outside the Rack. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information? Or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 56th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners of the world of sports performance to learn a little bit more of who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the head strength and conditioning coach for the Denver Nuggets, Felipe Eichenberger. Felipe, thanks for being with us, buddy. How you doing, man? Good, good to have, uh, good to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, man, I'm fired up. It's always fun to catch up, man. It's always fun to to rap a little bit, you know, especially with what you guys got going right now, life in the bubble, which is so intriguing to me. But before we get too far, my friend, who is Felipe? Um, just this simple guy coming from Brazil, where nobody believe or to be where I am even like my parents you know just like they're like you know you cannot play basketball in the United States and I did it you know you cannot have I don't know success in the NBA and here I am you know I mean not as a player but that's that was my dream um a father three kids um amazing partner amazing wife I mean she is everything she makes my job so much more enjoyable and easier um, because she's a stud. You know, she works and takes care of the three kids. I mean, there's no joke. Um, and yeah, I mean, just a coach trying to make a better athlete. 
You know, I think that one thing that a lot of us probably have that a lot that too many people don't admit is that little bit of a chip on our shoulder. I think mm-hmm. a lot of strength coaches were probably like what we would call gym class heroes, like the tryhards that at some point someone told them they couldn't do what they do or they couldn't be an athlete that they ended out being. How much of that still drives you? Um, quite, quite a bit. I mean, you know, it's like um, I was a okay basketball player, you know, where – you know, growing up, I was always the one there on time. I was there, you know, early on time and ready to go while the, the guys with more talent, they were late. They were never there. Um, I mean, they never put effort on what they did. And I was like, I don't have that talent, but I have to work for what I want. And... It, that kind of like took me where I am today, you know, and like it still drives me every single day to do better things um, every day, you know. I mean, it's just like it doesn't matter what you tell me, like the coach is telling, like it's taking care of like his three best players and I'm not one of them. It's like, oh, I'm just going to show you that I, I can't compete, you know, like don't don't sleep on me, you know. So it's like it, it drives me every day. I love that, dude. I really do. I like, that's a big part of me. You know, I was always the guy that was big enough, wasn't this, wasn't that, wasn't another thing, wasn't good enough. It was always number three, number two, number four, whatever it may be. And uh, there's a, there's been a lot of that in, 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 sure. in my development. And I, I can appreciate that, man. And I, I appreciate you putting that out because I think that that's something that all too often I think is actually looked down upon, especially today. Like having mm-hmm. a chip on your shoulder and having something to prove. And I, I don't think that there's any bigger or better fuel for someone than that. For sure. But listen, buddy, as a guy who, I mean, shoot, you, you flipped you flipped seasons. You know, you went from Brazil to North America and going about playing and now coaching. It's been a lot of learning situations from from down there to up here. So I'm fired up for this, bud. Could you describe for us a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career? Man, I mean, I, I think I studied that question like 10 times before I answered this, but I mean, there have been many. Um, but I think like one of the, the biggest one was my first, my, my couple first two years as an assistant um, where everybody talks about, you know, form in the weight room, like, you know, in order to, play like jump higher run faster you have to do the things right you have to squat correctly if you don't squat correctly you have you're not going to be able to jump high for example um and then i see one of the athletes that broke the record on the combine and he's with us he's you know ready to go and i put him through like a, a squat session and he was the worst squat session i've ever seen like he couldn't move he couldn't like really move in the weight room. It was it was incredible to me. I looked at him and I'm like, "Are you serious? You you jumped 48 and a half inches on a standing vert um, in the combine, and your the way that your body moves is just, I mean, it's terrible. 
<laughs> it was incredible to me, you know what I mean? And you go by the book, like it's my second year as a professional uh, assistant, you know, uh, off season. And you're trying to do everything by the book, right? It's like, hey, we're going to test you. We're going to train you, make sure that your knee, it's your hips are, are okay. You know, like you don't have vagas in your knees and things like that. And then he comes in and you're like, hey, let's do a simple squat, like just barbell, just a warm up. And you just look and you're like, wow, this is incredible because you can jump really high. I mean, you know, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're playing around by hitting the, their head in the rim, the rim, like a crazy thing, right? And then you come into the weight room and you, you move like this. It's like, at that moment right there, it just showed me, it's like, hey, I got to go outside the box, you know? What should I do with this athlete, you know? Should I try to correct him or should I make him stronger where he is right now? Because, I mean, he's pretty strong. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, now we could talk about decreasing injury rates and things like that. How should I train this athlete? It's like, the book's not going to really help me because the book is telling me, like, hey, to jump higher, you got to jump. You know, you got to squat two and a half, uh, two and a half times your body weight, for example. It's like, if I put two and a half times body weight on his back, he's going to break, you know? Um, so that was one of them. I mean, but I think that's like, and to this day, I talk about this story just because that kind of woke me up to training um, an NBA athlete. Well, and I think too, that that just leads to a better question. And that is how much do we really need to quote unquote fix for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point because I mean, we all, we talk about is fixing athletes and I hear like, you know, and it's like, should we fix the athlete or should we make them stronger and at that position they are comfortable with, you know? I mean, when you got an athlete at 20, I mean, in NBA now, like 20 years old, he's probably been playing basketball for at least 10, 11 years old. So how much is going to change, you know? Even talking about skills, like somebody comes to the NBA shooting after 20, like 10 years, how are you going to change his shooting form? You know, it's it's tough. No doubt, man. And I think that that's something that we all like to, we all like to kind of jump the gun at. Now, there's a, obviously before, you know, people start going off. Of course, there are orthopedic situations that need to be addressed. But when it comes down to it, like, maybe the reason that they're freaks is because they're freaks and they do these things a little differently. Mm -hmm. You know, like if they were the norm, they might not be in the NBA. Like, 100%. You know, kind of yeah. is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, but that, that to me was like, it was incredible to see, you know, it was just like as a young strength coach, you're trying to do collect every single data, go, you know, do everything what the book tells you. And then it's like, does that work? Yeah, of course. Uh, but you have to get outside the box. You have to learn how to train different people in different situations. You have to, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you always expect you have a full gym to train an athlete. And then when you have a mini band and a, two inch band, uh, monster band, what are you going to do? Can you train the guy then, you know? Um, so. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's so many different 
ways where you have to be creative, especially, you know, get into the road and this, that, and the third. But yeah, I mean, it's just such a unique environment with a unique, you know, subset of people that are just so like less than the 1% of like the genetic lottery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just is what it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, brother, as an inquisitive guy, who has been, you know, been around the world up and down trying to find better ways to connect and grow and, and, and help these people perform better. If you had one question that you could answer, what would that, if you could have one question you could ask and get answered, excuse me, what would that question be and why? Um, now I feel I think about static stretching. Like you, I mean, if that makes sense, I mean, I, I feel like there's so many questions about stretching um, that, you know, there's so many studies out there. And there's so many opinions and I wish that's like, there's a question I could answer and I could know more about it. If that makes sense, you know, it's like, is it good or is it bad for you? Like it's, it's all over the place. I, I mean, I don't know if that, that answers your question like straightforward, but it's just like something that always intrigues me. And it's like, you know, people talk about like, why is stretch bad? Should they stretch before or after? Should they stretch? You know, I mean, like, I'm like, hey, I'm going by the study, but it's just like, how does it make you feel? You know, um, so that that's like, I think it's a, a short answer to, to, to your question, but that's one thing that's like, I don't know. Yeah, I dude, could. but 100%, like, static stretching is like the eggs of like what we do right it's like one day it's good one day it's bad like i mean i got an interesting group of guys that i get to work with here and it you know we lift before every practice and Mm -hmm. i'm like all right so if we go out there to warm up like what do you guys think we're gonna need like um i mean just like a short stretch i think would help us a lot all right i mean like whether the research says that's good or bad if your five best players are telling you that this is what they need to do to be ready for practice, why am I going to fight that? Yeah. 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 I don't know. You know, like, yeah. Hey, hey you know what? It, it may lower your power output for the first like 10 minutes of warm up. Do you really need that massive of a power output for the first 10 minutes of your warm up? I mean, I don't know. You know, like, mm, yeah. I know Just that, my, yeah. And it's it, and it's like you know like or, I mean I I use an example like a best player, loves stretching, loves dead stretching, and the average is twenty six, ten, and nine. I mean that's his average. <laughs> like. Um. So you know? if he's like, hey, uh, can you stretch me before the game? And, you know, he's been stretching for part of the game for, you know, four or five years now. And it's like, well, actually, you know, stretching is not good for you. Like, if I stop stretching him, he tells me, like, man, I'm stiff. If I do stretch him, he's like, man, I feel good. It's like, okay, well, I mean, look at your average or look at your numbers. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. 
that's a, a tough one there. Yeah. I mean, if a guy's av- averaging about a triple double, I think we're going to keep doing <laughs> what that's we're insane. doing, you know? Okay. That, that's what I'm saying. If it ain't broke, you know? Why fix it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But listen, man, I know that this is a tough question to ask right now, you know, because you're in the bubble going on almost the start of your third month at this point. Yep, yep. 64 days. Yeah. So we are into the third month. But mm-hmm. uh, when you get a chance and you get some downtime, what is Felipe's escape? Um, I feel like my escape uh, is going to be different when I leave the bubble uh than was before because now i just want to go to a park and run around with my kids with no like i don't know no technology and just like do silly things with my kids i think that's that's going to be my escape uh for a while you know just not have a schedule like you know i mean just like hey let's go for the park to the park for to play and just like play different things and just, uh, I don't know, just be free, you know? I love that, dude. I, selfishly, because I love watching you guys play, I hope you get it. It's another couple weeks. Hope so, too. Uh, but as soon as that time, as soon as that time comes, man, I, I'm excited for you guys to get that opportunity. I think that, you know, you guys have been doing awesome out there, and I'm really it, – it's so fun to watch that team play. and. I'm fired up for you guys. I think you guys are doing great out there, man. And I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us today, Felipe. It's great to see you again, brother. I appreciate you, man. Anytime. Yeah, man. We'll be in touch soon, buddy. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Cheers.